I'm thrilled to have on the line with me Jamie Cutter. He is the owner of the Corner Bakery on the 16th Street Mall. He's an entrepreneur. Jamie Cutter, welcome to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson. Good morning, Kim. Thanks for having me on the show. I love the Corner Bakery. Oh, thank you. You know, and, and I was I was thinking about it as I about our conversation when you know we got this confirmed, and I thought you know it, it just all the the different things that you you bake, all the great food. I mean, it's a lot of work. You are truly an entrepreneur. Yeah, we uh, do breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and catering is a big part of what we do. Uh, we have five stores in the denver metro area so the the teams are getting in early in the morning and baking and getting going and uh yeah putting in some long hours and trying to take care of uh take care of the community and the customers out there well i i love that and uh so definitely if you're thinking about uh you know an event um you know consider the the corner bakery how could people reach you well we uh, we're on www.cornerbakerycafe.com um, we do all the food delivery businesses with uh, DoorDash and Grubhub, and catering's a big part of what we do. But we uh, we have three uh, corner bakeries downtown, two on the, the mall, the 16th Street Mall, and one on 17th of California, and then uh, over in Highlands Ranch and one over at South Glen in uh, Centennial. That's the one I normally go to. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. A good one. So, but uh, you had quite an event. Uh, you had people that were camping out in front of the, the corner bakery on the 16th Street Mall, if I remember right. Yes? Yeah. For almost 10 months, Occupy Denver uh, had set up camp every Sunday in front of the corner bakery at Pavilions um, in the morning, and they would set up a soup kitchen, serve the homeless, you know, sometimes up to about 100 homeless, and... Uh, and hand them signs, and they would uh, protest Corner Bakery for um, not uh, repealing, uh, helping to repeal the urban camping ban. Okay. Uh, so did this affect your business at all? Yeah, it was, it was a tough 10 months. It affected sales. It affected my team. Um, you know, it affected innocent bystanders along the mall. Uh, you know, we call them protesters, but they're really disruptors. Uh, um, you know, the language was, was bad. Uh, the behavior was bad. Uh, uh, it was just really a rough 10 months and um, for my team and, and for the community downtown. It just wasn't a good sight on the mall. How close were they to your front door? They were literally on the walkway, so we have a patio, and they were uh, they were planted right on the walkway, setting up the soup kitchen. Um, we were working with uh, Denver police and others to try and um, get them to, to, to move, uh, but they understand the laws pretty good, and, and the police had their hands tied behind their back, and there wasn't a lot uh, we could do or Denver could do to, to enforce them to move on. Um, you know, we ended up doing some stuff on our own to turn it into an, a, a fundraiser every Sunday for the homeless. Uh, over the last 11 years, we've probably donated over a quarter million dollars in food to the homeless. So we had a couple Sundays where we had bands, and we took over their space and, and ended up sampling the homeless, giving out coffee, and uh, just trying to keep it positive, Kim, on, on our end. We didn't know what else to do. Well, it sounds to me like you were targeted. Were there other businesses that were targeted like you, or was it just you? Yeah, this has been going on for seven years since the Irving camping ban took place, and they have targeted uh, you know, numerous businesses. 
um, and you know, they they want the, their demand is that the business send a letter to the mayor asking the mayor to repeal the urban camping ban. So it's it's kind of an extortion mm-hmm. play, if you will, and they won't move uh, until you write that letter to the the mayor. Wow. Now, um, Jamie, let's talk a little bit. Are you familiar at all with this initiative 300 that is on the ballot for Denver voters? The ballots just were sent out this last Monday. Absolutely. Yes, very much so. Now, my understanding is Occupy Denver was a player in getting this initiative 300 on the ballot. Uh, Do you happen to know about that? I don't know how it got on the ballot. Kim, um, I know what a big issue it is for for Denver. Uh, you know, historically, this could be one of the biggest uh, uh, issues ever. If this passes, it could it could destroy Denver. You know, and the reason is I had uh, Karen Levine on uh, on Monday. She is an award winning um, Remax uh, Alliance realtor. And in fact, just a quick note. We had talked about it in the first segment that there's this woman, young woman, that has has come to Denver infatuated with the Columbine shootings. Um, And uh, it just happened, you know, you remember where you were when there were events that happened. And I remember that uh, that morning when, when Columbine happened that I was supposed to meet Karen Levine just a little bit later. And uh, so anyway, I guess I digress just a little bit. But I had Karen on as well as Peter Wall, who is the director of government relations with the Denver Metro Association of Realtors. And Karen, I think, really nailed it. We care deeply about people that are down on their luck. You know, that is something that is inherently American. But she said Initiative 300 doesn't do anything to help the homeless. Uh, And Peter had mentioned that in Denver alone... The, with the programs, uh, the, the, and this probably isn't even the, the nonprofits, Denver spends $20,000 per homeless person. And so people are out there wanting to help. But so what Karen said is this doesn't help the homeless, but it really affects and it hurts property owners. And Peter had brought out, and you may not be familiar with this, Jamie, but when you mentioned this about police officers working with them, this Initiative 300 has a civil rights component. Nothing else in the country has anything like this. So if, in fact, for example, somebody is camping on your, you know, that that tree area by the sidewalk in front of your house, uh, with that civil rights component, if a police officer or if a nonprofit or somebody comes up to try to get them to move, they can, you know, hold up their hands and say, you are... Uh, walking all over my civil rights. And that is danger, danger from what I can see, Jamie. She is absolutely right that it does not solve the issue of homelessness. Uh, And and that's the problem with this initiative. The other piece, it's going to have an adverse effect. Now, if they're sleeping on the mall and in front of businesses and, you know, the reputation of Denver continues to go downhill, we're not going to be able to employ uh, a lot of these, these great kids that we have that are on the cusp of, of being homeless. So you're going to see the homeless population increase from, from this if it does pass and if it can't pass. Well, and the other component of it is I served on city council for four years. And as I really looked at sales tax, you know, uh, you, you as entrepreneurs, the, you create businesses that create sales tax. Government doesn't co- uh, create any businesses. It doesn't create, uh, it doesn't generate 
any income. Any, it doesn't generate anything. It's the businesses that do that. And if, in fact, it's making it more difficult for you guys to stay in business, and the other part of it is, my friends, we have to think about it. You as a business owner, you collect all that sales tax. You have to hire staff to collect it, do all the bookkeeping, and submit that. So in essence, I've always thought that our entrepreneurs, are, in ways, are almost kind of like doing the government's work there. Uh, but, um, but if, in fact... You know, your business your start to starts to contract, there's going to be less in sales tax for the city and county of Denver. Yeah, it, it's kind of those unintended consequences, right? I think you're just going to see a lot, a lot of more issues with that and a lot less uh, desire to open businesses in Denver as well in the future. Um, so, so last question on this, Jamie Cutter. I really appreciate you coming on and uh, letting us know what's going on. You said that they were there for 10 months. How did you finally get this uh, this thing to for them to move? Well, Kim, we had to get back to what we did well, and that was take care of our customers. Um, you know, our employees were drained. Uh, they were upset having to deal with us every Sunday. Um, we weren't focusing on the customer like we needed to be in serving great food at Corner Bakery. So we ended up... Uh, pending our own letter stating we did not support uh, the urban camping ban. It was a simple two-line letter that, that we did get to the mayor, and uh, they have moved on since, and unfortunately they're targeting a new business right now um, going after them. Wow. Well, Jamie Cutter, thank you so much. Thank you for being an entrepreneur. Thank you for caring about you know our state, our city. And, and again, uh, give the information twice on how people, if they have a you know, a, a party coming up for graduation or something, a Corner Bakery would be a good good place to, to call them. So what is that information again? Yeah, thanks, Kim. Actually, it's, it's cornerbakerycafe.com. We do have five locations in the Denver metro area. Breakfast, great breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Catering is a huge part of what we do. Uh, we've got vans all over the metro area, and uh, uh, we appreciate you having us on the show today, Kim. And Uh, Thanks for everything you do. Well, absolutely. So, Jamie Cutter, thank you so much. And that is Jamie Cutter with uh, Corner Bakery. And uh, appreciate you giving us the information on that. So you have a great day.